You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them every Tuesday as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. From the Creating Magic Vacation Studios in St. Petersburg, Florida, welcome to Travel Talk Weekly Plus. This is show number 87, original air date, June 8th, 2021. Plus? That's new. Disney's using it, Discovery <laughs> know, Plus, right? everything's plus, and so why not Travel Talk Weekly why Plus? Why not, right? So this week, we continue our series on how to dine like a local, and this week, it's all about Germany. We're also going to share a few ways to feel like a local anywhere you go. And I like these tips even for travel within the U.S. as well. And when traveling, yes, there are those iconic things to do in almost every city, And of course, you will want to do some of them, but then you definitely are going to feel like a tourist. It doesn't mean don't go there. You know, the Empire State Building or Statue of Liberty in New York, the Colosseum in Rome, the Eiffel Tower in Paris, definitely have those on your list, but try to do the follow the lesser path and immerse yourself like a local. Yeah, definitely do some things that aren't going to be touristy. A trip that's just packed with 100% touristy things is going to be fine, but you're really missing out on that local flair. I'm guessing the people that live in Rome don't go to the Colosseum all that much. They probably do I saw it a few times. Good to go. <laughs> So first in travel news, we had a fantastic trip last week to Disney, and this was the first time we were not required to wear a mask outside. A total game changer, and I predict that having to wear a mask inside will be gone within two weeks. You heard it here first. Yeah, we'll see. It was also nice to visit with our travel agents that were there, and it was good seeing them in person for the first time since our agent event in January. One of the things that I love about Florida is that we are pretty much 100% back to normal. No masks anywhere, except inside Disney World, of course, if you are going inside or in a ride That is correct. But just seeing people out and about, traveling and smiling, outside at Disney felt completely back to normal. It really does change the experience when you can see people walking around with a smile on their face. Yeah, and I don't think that's something that we ever really noticed before. Now, if we can just get cruising back, then... We will be even in better shape. Yes. There are some cruises that are starting this month over at Royal Caribbean. They just reversed their position on vaccinations. It was going to be required. They reversed their decision. It's no longer a thing to have to prove you got one. And I think that's a very good indication. Although, ironically, another one of the brands they own, Celebrity, is still requiring them. We'll see if that changes. Most of the cruise lines, though, are slowly getting approval from the CDC to start cruising again and run some of those test cruises. So let's all keep our fingers crossed that everything goes well. And now it's time for our main topic. And to start this segment, we're going to share our story about the one and only time we've been to Germany. We were hired by the marketing team for Lufthansa Airlines to film the first anniversary of their nonstop flight from Tampa to Frankfurt. And this was our first time flying to Germany. I loved the nonstop. And our first time with Lufthansa. They're like kind of a little fancier, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we flew business class, and it was amazing. When you're flying business class, you really don't care how long it takes to get there. Yeah, you really don't. And did you know there's a difference between a direct flight and a nonstop flight? Do tell. Yes. So this is how you can look like a travel pro. If it is a nonstop flight, that means it goes straight from your originating city and The next time it lands, it lands in your final destination. A direct flight might be something like Southwest does these a lot, 
where they will go from here to Houston, but you may stop in Louisiana, you just don't get off the plane. So the flight number stays the same, but that is a direct flight, not a non-stop because you have that one stop. A little travel trivia. So we did a walking tour of Frankfurt with a local guide and learned some really cool things. And I always recommend if you're in a new city, especially if you're in Europe, get a local guide to show you some of the things there. And we also visited the Opera House, which was very majestic. Yeah, we went all over on that walking tour and saw so many interesting sites because Frankfurt in particular is a good mix of like old and new, very much so. There's a huge financial district over there that I didn't really realize until we went there. I did not know that either. We also made it a point to go to Hooters over in the Sachsenhausen district of Frankfurt. Not because we were craving Hooters, it's because it was started right here in Clearwater and our friend Bob is the marketing guy. Plus he's an expert on Germany that we featured on our TV shows we did about Germany featuring Lufthansa. And he was stationed there during the Vietnam War and his wife is from there, which means they travel back there a lot at least pre-COVID. Yes. (laughs) So we go over to Hooters and notice that most of the people there were actually eating hamburgers and not wings, which the reason you go to Hooters is for the wings, right? We are like, well, we're going to go ahead and get wings. That was a must do. And so they served them to us. And the I remember the waitress was very anxious, like kind of like, oh, we have Americans, we're having their signature dish. And she presented the wings to us. You and I were like, oh, okay. And she goes, Are they just like in the U.S.? The answer to that would be no. Yeah. They are tiny compared to the ones in the U.S., which makes you wonder, what do we do over here to those chickens? I know, right? Anyway, it was kind of fun. And I know, you know, one of the things that you like to do whenever we're traveling is for some reason, you always like to stop into a McDonald's for whatever reason, whenever we're in a different country. We've been to so many McDonald's around the world. And I think it's really, you just want to see how it's different. Now, I personally don't recommend that you spend your money, uh, go somewhere local. But you know, if you love your McDonald's, and you want to make that a thing during your travels, eh, why not? I think one of the reasons is just to see again, how it's different. So I remember the McDonald's that's in the train station in Rome, they served Budweiser beer. And the one in Naples, they had a little bit different of a menu. Yes. Let's say we went to the one in Barcelona. I mean, you go to all of them. (laughs) You always know what you're going to get. It's inexpensive and it's fast. Good point. Another really cool thing we did was a boat ride on the Mine River. Now, it's spelled M-A-I-N, but it's pronounced Mine. It was a local boat tour just going up and down the river in a really amazing way to really see Frankfurt. That That was a cool experience. And one of the things we did that was kind of like a locals thing was we went to the zoo that's right there in Frankfurt, and it was a really good zoo. Something that you don't think of maybe doing on vacation, but I would add that as something that the locals do. Another thing to add to your must-do list when in the area is a bus tour that took us to the very famous town of Heidelberg, a great place to walk around, do some shopping, and enjoy a authentic German meal. One thing this city is known for is Heidelberg University. And it was founded in the 14th century, which was pretty amazing. So there were a lot of students around. It's also home to the world's largest wine barrel. Yeah, one of my favorite stories. It was built in 1751, and it is, because we're in Europe, I'm going to say meters instead of feet. It's seven meters high, eight and a half meters wide, and it holds 220,000 liters. So let me convert that to gallons. You can convert that. Yes, that's 58,124 gallons. And... That's a lot of wine. There's no wine in it now. They don't do that anymore. But it does have a dance floor built on top of it and a staircase that you can climb up and, you know, do a quick dance if you choose. (laughs) Yeah. So why was this so big? That's a lot of wine. Well, back in the day, you were taxed on the number of wine barrels you had, 
not the size. So why not make it huge? How smart was that guy? Now, as we mentioned last week, dining is part of the local culture, and Germany is no different. We have a few dining tips and some tips in general specific to Germany. First, be on time. Most Germans are very punctual, and it's considered rude to be late. Very different than in Italy. Yeah. Germans like to be very precise. And, you know, if they decide to do something, they will do it. And so, yes, be on time if you have plans with some local German friends, or if you're even taking a tour and you have a German tour operator, be on time. If you're visiting someone's home, ask them if they want you to remove your shoes before going in. This is one I've seen a lot about on the internet. Some people say take them off automatically. Some say just keep them on. For this one, though, it doesn't hurt to ask. Now, this next one, I think, is a good one in general for even in the U.S. Eat with your hands on the table, not with your elbows. So don't be putting your elbows on the table, but you can rest your hands on the table. There's a reason in Germany that their hands are usually on the table is because they have their fork in the left hand, the knife in the right. They'll even do that with pizza. They'll use a knife and fork for pizza. And generally, the only time they put their silverware down is to take a drink. So they're going to have their their hands and you know forearms on the table because they're holding their fork and knife. And that's how they eat over there. Now, it is okay if you're at an outdoor party or eating informally. It's okay to use your hands then like for a hamburger or hot dog. But yeah, knife and fork it. Learn at least a few German terms. Everyone that we met in Germany spoke English, but it's always nice no matter where you're traveling to learn a few phrases in their native language, like Guten Tag. And with all these translate apps out, like I know that on my iPhone, I have a translate app. It's very easy to learn or try Duolingo. And if you want to join us on this, we are both learning Italian. We're not learning German, but you can learn German and we will have a referral code in the show notes for you. German is a tough one to learn. Not as hard as French, but definitely harder than Italian. Yeah. I have some ancestors from Germany. So Guten Tag literally means just good day. It's a very informal, normal greeting on a daily basis. Now, when it comes to tipping, it is customary to leave a 5 to 10% tip when dining out. Also very different than Italy and the U.S. Make sure you always have at least some cash with you. Stock up on some euros before you go. Some restaurants do not take credit cards. And this one was pretty surprising because a lot of Americans are really bad at this, like really bad. Yeah, we see this a lot here in Florida. Yeah, and that is don't jaywalk. Apparently, no one does over there. I don't think you should be doing it in the U.S. because it's dangerous. So not only are you going to completely stand out, but you could get fined. Like Italy, don't ask for tap water when dining out. Most locals drink sparkling water or, to be blunt, beer. Yeah. At any meal. At German, in Germany, it's going to be beer. And if you want ice water, you're not going to get it. They don't do that there. And that's also one thing you should experience when you travel to Germany is an authentic beer garden. And these are places that they have very long tables and you will most likely be seated with other people, which is very common in Germany. We got to actually tour one while we were filming and then we ate out in the beer garden. It was pretty cool because they had some of their own wines that they made and they had it down in that cellar. And so we learned all about the history of the different types of beer mugs, the steins. They have like these dimpled beer mugs. And here's a little history about those. If you've ever seen a beer mug that has little dimples on it, they're actually really kind of pretty. And these were really popular towards the end of World War II. And they were designed for a couple of reasons. One, to make the beer look nicer. So it was a little more enticing. I guess their beer maybe was a little 
more bitter back then. And some people say the per- it's the perfect beer mug design because it's also a thicker glass mug, which helps keep your beer colder and you can clink it with your friends without breaking it. Plus, it has a handle, so you're not holding it, which warms up your beer a little bit. You'll see these all over the place, but especially during Oktoberfest. It was very common anywhere we grabbed a beer. Another story I heard about that is that design helped you hold the glass better so it wasn't slippery, which goes against something we just said earlier about not eating with your fingers. But apparently back then they did. And so you know, they're eating a piece of bratwurst or you know, eating something like that, and they have grease on their fingers. So it's easier to hold the glass. They probably eventually when they decided that we're dropping too many beer mugs. So let's just make it better etiquette to only knife and fork things. Maybe that's what happened. We should look into that. (laughs) One thing you definitely should try is a different kind of beer that they have. And it's called apple vine. Did I say that right? Pretty Pretty much apple wine. Yeah, yeah, apple vine. (laughs) Close enough. It's close enough. Yeah. And this can be enjoyed cold or hot, or you can mix it with sparkling water. And yeah, basically it is like an apple cider. And our friend who, his wife's from Frankfurt, and he goes there all the time, said definitely try this when you go over there, the awful wine, close enough. Close enough. (laughs) And he said, let me know what you think. Because some people, they either like it or they don't like it. I thought it was pretty good. It was okay. It wasn't my, it would not be my go-to. Beer is still my go-to. And he he recommended a certain restaurant there we went to called Douth Schneider. D-A-U-T-H and then Schneider, S-C-H-N-E-I-D-E-R. It's over in the Sachsenhausen district. And you can find them on Facebook. Yeah, and they're kind of a beer garden as well. But the fun thing about this is this apple wine is made from fresh regional apples. And you know the saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. I think that the Germans, of course, say it has health benefits. So this is how they're getting their apple a day. Any country, whether it's Germany or France or Italy, we definitely recommend you visit a local market in town. Maybe purchase some food for a picnic later in the day at a local park. And if you go in the morning, there'll be lots of locals just picking up produce for the day. They don't stock up on stuff like we do. A lot of them live within walking distance of of a local grocery store or market or farmer's market, and they make everything fresh. So they get their ingredients every day. Yeah, I really like going to the markets whenever we're traveling because you do feel like a local and you're like, wow, so this is how they get their groceries and everything seems to be a little more fresh there. Except for the one in the Amazon. That one, some of the stuff looked a little sketchy. Just a bit, yeah. (laughs) If you attend during a festival, look for ways to get more involved if you really want to. And one thing that I would recommend is do what Clark Griswold did in European Vacation and dress up in the Lederhosen and do a local dance with some of the townsfolk. (laughs) Hey, if if they'll let you volunteer to be a part of it, why not? (laughs) So here are a few more tips, not necessarily food related, but still. Yeah. And these actually work for pretty much anywhere you go, like in the US or internationally, if you want to be like a local. Exactly. So if you're one that feels guilty if you miss a religious service while traveling abroad or throughout the United States, by all means, attend a service in the country you're visiting. Just make sure you do your research before your trip so you know where it is and what days they're going to have those on. Yeah, so like if you're Catholic and you are going to Rome, definitely attend a Mass at the Vatican. That would be kind of cool. I mean, there's a ton of churches all over Europe. Yeah, there's like every block. Yeah, pretty much. This next tip is we did this on one of the excursions on our river cruise in France, and that is taking a cooking class. It was a group cooking class in Lyon, very well known for its amazing food and, of course, amazing wine. And there are actually a river cruises specifically that food and cooking is the main theme. And there are a number of river cruises that go through Germany as well. So you can hit a lot of places. But I love the idea of taking a cooking class and specifically from somebody who is a local that has lived there. 
And sometimes they'll do it at a local like farmer's house or winery or something like that. Or a we castle. Did, or a castle. And I remember we did that. We did that when we were in Croatia on our honeymoon. We went to a local family's house and it was pretty cool. Yeah, that is very cool. Another thing you can do to be like a local is to use local transportation. So instead of taking a taxi from your hotel, try maybe the bus or a train or in some places a riverboat to get around. Also, do a nice walk and just enjoy the city without a specific plan. Make sure that your phone is working and is connected to the internet or cell, whatever. So you can use the map on your phone or have a paper map or even a guidebook. I know all the Rick Steves guidebooks will have like a fold-out map. That way you don't get lost. You do kind of look like a tourist, though, when you were whipping out that map, just so you know. That was true. <laughs> I was a tourist then. Yeah, yeah, this is true. And that's what we did in Frankfurt and it was awesome. We were just walking around enjoying the sights and really just, it's really fun to people watching other countries until we went to the ATM at a bank and our card got hacked. So yeah. Another reason to always have cash. Always have cash. And know your bank's number. So there are a few things to help you experience Germany, like more of a local and be prepared to go there, or even try some of these tips the next time you go on a vacation, pretty much anywhere you go. Unless you're going to Disney World, don't worry about being a local there. If you want to experience a beer garden without going to Germany or you want to try it out because you have a, a trip to Germany planned, go to Epcot at Disney. They have the long you know, tables where everybody sits together. Except for right now. They're Except not during COVID. Them, yeah, yeah, one family per table. <laughs> In general. Thanks again for joining us this week. You can check out our book, Just Add Water, on TravelFanStore.com, and we will personally sign each book, which also makes a great gift for cruisers. And join us next week as we visit another destination and give you some tips on how to travel like a local. And here's one of our favorite sayings. The world is a book, and those that don't travel read only a page. So let's get you back to the international vacation. <laughs>